You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. I want to continue to minister on the Holy Spirit. Last week we started with, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. And we asked the question, where does the life of a Christian come from? It comes from Christ Himself. And that we need the Holy Spirit even to say, Jesus is Lord. Because we are born again, born from above, our spirit is one with God's spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that witnesses or testifies that with our spirit that we are sons and daughters of God. We said that you might be in a position that you can say no to sin, but you cannot say yes to righteousness unless the Holy Spirit is involved. You can say no to sin, but you cannot say yes to righteousness unless the Holy Spirit is involved. So I want to continue to minister on Holy Spirit, empower me. I mean, the things that we are going through, there's so many challenges. I mean, just the situation and circumstances in COVID makes you weak. And you ask yourself, I need some power. I need to be energized. Why should God energize us? Why should God empower us? Maybe ask the question, can God trust me with that kind of power? Can God entrust me with that kind of power? Power that comes from on high. So when we talk about Holy Spirit, empower me. God is holy. He's not just ordinary. And if we're going to receive this power of the Holy Spirit, we would ask ourselves, why? Why would God do that? Well, I want to remind you that you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Job 33 verse 4 says that the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. The Spirit of God has made me, and it's the breath of the Almighty that gives me life. Paul wrote in the, in the book of Romans 3, and he said that all have sinned, and we all fall short of the glory of God. That simply means that from the beginning, God had planned glory for us. He wanted to clothe us with His glory, and Adam and Eve were clothed with God's glory. When people say they want to see the power of God, what they're actually saying is they want to see the glory of God manifest. Or when people say, wow, it was a service full of God's glory, they're actually saying, It was a service where we could see the power of God touching and changing lives. For you to be a true Christian, you need an encounter with God, His power in your life. That's why when you become born again, the first work of the Holy Spirit is to regenerate your spirit. So let's look at Exodus 3. I'm reading from verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a fire. So the angel of the Lord, this is Jesus appearing to Moses, but he didn't recognize God because he didn't know God in that way. The Bible says he appeared to him as a flame of fire. God is not fire. God is trying to explain or show Moses what he is like. And fire is the closest thing to show him what he's like. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. 
So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I want you to see and notice here that it's when Moses made a decision to see, to draw closer, that God only spoke to him. Many times we have a burning bush experience, and that which is extraordinary, we look at it and we think, oh, it's just ordinary, and we just walk past it. But it's when Moses looked that God started speaking to him. It was the fire in the bush. God wants to be on the inside of us. Remember, even the man at the pool of Bethesda, he wanted to get into the water. But Jesus, the living water, wanted to get on the inside of him. Because God takes ordinary people by living on the inside of them, and he changes their lives. He transforms their lives, gives our lives meaning and significance. When God is on the inside of us, I want you to see it's when he drew closer, when he said, let me have a look, that God spoke to him. Moses had an encounter with God. Family, listen to me. We cannot convince people into the kingdom of God. They need an encounter with God. When you have an encounter with God, you'll become aware of God's holiness. You'll become aware of who God is. God said to Moses, this ground is holy. Remember Peter, when he had an encounter with God, he said, Lord, I'm a sinful man. He became aware of who he was. We have to make a decision to draw close to God. When we draw close to God, He'll start to speak to us. He'll talk to us. Remember, here we see the fire in the bush. When we go to the book of Acts, it was 120 people that waited for the Holy Spirit. What appeared upon them were also tongues of fire. God came to empower them. For whatever God has called you to do, He is going to empower you. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is going to empower you. Do you know why God needs to empower us? Because we are not strong enough in ourselves. That's why God wants to exchange, give us His ability, His strength, His way of doing things to work in us and through us. Moses, in his own strength, could only save one Hebrew man. But when he had an encounter with God, he could lead a whole nation to a place of deliverance, breakthrough, from a place of bondage into the promised land. It is this awareness of the Holy Spirit that becomes a driving force behind everything that we do as a Christian. The disciples wouldn't even speak to a Samaritan. But Jesus was the one talking to the Samaritan woman. But after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts 1 verse 8, you'll receive power. 
power. I'm going to empower you with the Holy Spirit. Then from there become my witnesses. Go into the world, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, because now you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit of God is, number one, love. Those that you hated previously, now by the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to love them. The Holy Spirit will empower us for Christian service. If you are involved in Christian service and you are complaining and you are murmuring about what you are doing for God and the kingdom, you should ask yourself, have I received power from on high? Have I been empowered? Because if God has empowered you, he'll give you the grace to do whatever you have to do. Can you see the need to allow the Holy Spirit to fall afresh upon you every day to empower you so you can face the challenges, the difficulties, people around you that are frustrated, irritated, that you don't behave in the same spirit but in the opposite spirit, one of love, gentleness, kindness. God wants to use us as instruments of mercy and grace. And what he asks of us is not impossible because he'll empower us so that we can do it. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 7, verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, family, I want to tell you, anybody can qualify for this water of Christ Jesus, this living water that refreshes us. Anybody can come to him. It doesn't matter how bad you are or how good you are. You still need to be born again. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart or out of his spirit will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him would receive. Let him come to me and drink. Do you know what this means? You can now take in. Christ can become a part of you. His ability can become your ability. He who believes in me, as the Scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You can now take in and give out of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, what a grace. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Jesus is saying, the living waters that I provide for you, once you are born again and you are linked up with me, those rivers of living water will start to flow from your belly. All those around you that are thirsty, I mean that are in trouble, that are going through a difficult situation, maybe they are sick, Maybe they are demonized. They're being attacked. Maybe hell is coming against them. Drought is coming against them. Jesus says, you now have the ability 
that which I have given you, go and give it to others. When people going through a difficult situation, be their comfort, be their peace, help them. When we take that responsibility, we can now truly become a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. When last did you allow the rivers of living water to flow from the inside of you? Family, when you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit, you can start to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You can love people that you previously couldn't love. The purpose for God to empower us is to go and do good. Acts 10 verse 38, the Bible teaches us how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good. Healing those who were sick. Delivering those who were oppressed because God was with him. The power from on high is not to make you look good. It is for you to do good. Pastor George Goodyear, my father-in-law, I never knew him, but I know his quotes. So if you know a man's words, you know a man's character, and when you know a man's character, it becomes predictable. But he always used to say, with a gift, you can impress people. With your talent, you can entertain people. But with the anointing, you'll change lives. With the power of God, you'll change lives. We are here to use that which God has given us to make a change in people's lives. That which God has given you, are you using it to change people's lives? Family, when you have had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, even unbelievers will recognize and say, this person has been in the presence of God. That's what they said about the disciples. They said about Daniel, he's got an excellent spirit. The king, when you threw him into the lion's den, he said, the God whom you serve continually. People that don't even serve God will recognize the power of God in your life. Can you see the need to pray every single day, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me, touch my heart, change my heart, so that we can go out and touch and change people's lives? If I have to ask, who wants more of the Holy Spirit's power in your life? Who wants more of the Holy Spirit in your life? Everybody would raise their hand. Can I give you one of the keys? It was the 120 that remained in the upper room that received power. The Bible teaches us it was communicated to 500 people to remain in the upper room. Of the 500, only 120 remained. 120 were obedient and waited in Jerusalem until they received power. Acts 5 verse 32 teaches us that we are witnesses. What is the purpose of empowering us with the Holy Spirit? To witness. We are witnesses to these things and also the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey Him. When I read this, I say, Lord, I want more of your Holy Spirit. To want more of your Holy Spirit, I want to become more obedient. Who of you know when you get up in the morning and you say, today I'm going to get it right? I'm going to be obedient before you've walked out of the back door. You've messed up. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people. 
That's why you need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is there to help us. Don't run from God when you make a mistake. Run to God. A matter of fact, as soon as you make a mistake, as soon as you are disobedient, the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart, to your conscience, and say, go make right. What you said there was not nice. It was not right. Listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And the more you listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, the more He will empower you, the more He will strengthen you. The promise that Jesus gave to His disciples, He says, I give you my peace. I give you my peace. We need the peace of God in our lives. We are called to manifest the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit has empowered you, you'll be able to go where people find themselves in turmoil. Go pray for them. Pray the peace of God into that situation. Where people are sad, go pray. Allow the joy of God to manifest. I think you have to agree Peace right now is a very scarce commodity in the world. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people. You have to rely on God's ability to manifest the peace of God in your situation. You have to allow the Word of God to become an integral part of your life. When you do that by its very nature, it will start to change you. If we want more of God's power, we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be praying. We need to be reading our Bible. When they asked Spurgeon, what is more important, to read your Bible or to pray? He replied by saying, what is more important, to breathe in or to breathe out? So I want to encourage you, when you pray, pray using your Bible. Use your Bible when you are praying. When you're reading your Bible and you see something, start to declare it. The Holy Spirit moved upon holy men and they started writing holy scriptures. This word is spirit and it's life. We often want to teach people how to pray, but it's actually a very natural thing to pray once you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 verse 4 teaches when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they all began to speak with other tongues. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it's a natural thing for you to pray. If I can leave two things with you, when it comes to prayer, Pray in the Spirit as much as you can. Because when you pray in the Spirit, it is Spirit. It's not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. The book of Jude says, when we pray in the Spirit, you're building yourself up in your most holy faith. So if you want your, your faith to go to another level, pray in the Spirit. But then also, take this Word and declare the Word. Because this is Spirit in life. When you feel you're in a dark place, we were singing the song. 
The Lord is the light of my salvation. I shall not fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. Start declare it. Declare the word of God. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues. We so many times want to teach people the pattern of how to pray. I can tell you this. I've studied many prayers of men of God because we look for that, that special prayer, that prayer that will just release and unlock everything. Am I talking to the right people? By our very nature, we're always looking for the shortcut. Just give me, just give me that little secret of how to do it. Revelations 19 verse 10 teaches us that the spirit of worship is the spirit of Jesus. And the spirit of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We worship God in spirit and in truth. Any living church will worship God in spirit and in truth. And by just doing that, it brings breakthrough in your life. Remember when we were singing the song? We started by singing the song, Breakthrough, Breakthrough. I'm not going to sing. I'm going to, you know, I'm not a singer. But when we were singing, Breakthrough, Breakthrough, the spirit of worship is the spirit of Jesus, and the spirit of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Many of you, when you were singing, Breakthrough, Breakthrough, Breakthrough in this, Breakthrough in this, there was a prompting on the inside. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you. You're going to have your breakthrough. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of worship. It's the spirit of Jesus. And the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. So what's the mistake that we make? We want to teach people regulations, petitions when it comes to prayer. But what we should do is we should teach you to worship God in spirit and in truth. Even the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer that Jesus taught His disciples is not a petition. It's a pattern. It is more instruction in righteousness to align yourself, to be obedient to the Word of God so that the Holy Spirit will start to walk, work more effectively in you. Forgive them that trespass against you. Why? Lord, forgive me. Why? Because when there's forgiveness and we ask for forgiveness, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Prayer is more about righteousness than anything else. Prayer is a matter of righteousness. So it's more a pattern of showing us how to live, to trust and depend upon God for everything. The Lord's Prayer. Because when you align yourself and you become more obedient to the Word of God, you'll see the Holy Spirit working more in you, through you. The truth is, to forgive those that have wronged you the way that the Bible says you need the Holy Spirit. It's easy for us to go to God and say, God, please forgive me. I've sinned. And you say, God has forgiven me. The matter's over. We're never going to discuss it. 
But when somebody has wronged you and you forgive them, you still discuss it. Why? Because you've not forgiven like Christ. We want Christ to forgive us the way that Christ forgives when it comes to us. But we need the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to forgive those that have wronged us the way Christ has forgiven us. Why is this important? Because prayer is a matter of righteousness. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayers. So when you hold that position in Christ Jesus, it's the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that avails much. When you are aware of God's righteousness, you're aware of God's power. Peter realized that this is a righteous man. He said, I'm a sinful man, Lord, stay away from me. When you're aware of this, when you ask God the Father for an open heaven, you'll see an open heaven. When you pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, expect results. Expect breakthrough. Expect things to change. Because it's not you praying, but you're praying through the power of the Holy Spirit, working in you and through you to change things in your lives. Can you see the need to pray every day, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me, empower me? Jesus was saying to his disciples, when you pray, pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What was he saying? He's saying, I want you to manifest heaven here on earth. When people are going through hell, manifest heaven. There are many people facing difficulties. Depression, anxiety, sickness, tormented by demons in their souls. Jesus said to his disciples, go into the world. When last did you have a go moment as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? Go and just pray for somebody. So I hear you're going through a tough time. I just want to pray for you. I hear you're going through some hell. Can we manifest heaven? The peace that God has given us is not a peace of this world. It's a peace that comes from heaven. So when somebody is tormented, just go and manifest Leave the peace of heaven in that person's house. God is here to help us. Those rivers of living waters here on the inside. Some of you have been blocking it. Open that well up. That it can spring up and bring change in a world around us where people have lost hope. Jesus assured his disciples. He said, listen, I want to tell you, wait, you're going to receive power. And once you've received power, you'll be able to go minister to those that was previously impossible to you. Even in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, go read it. It's God who gives you power to be successful so that he can establish his covenant with you. Family, when you know that you are linked up with God, and there's that awareness of God's righteousness, not you that being self-righteous, but he who knew no sin became sin so that you can become the righteousness of God. You'll know there's a force 
from heaven behind every one of your prayers that when you declare something, the Holy Spirit will affect it. Take a situation and start declaring the word of God over that situation. God wants to manifest his power in you and through you at a greater level than what you can ever imagine. I want to close with this scripture, Ephesians 3 verse 20. The Passion Translation says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. He's saying, don't doubt God's mighty power working in you. You might be going and praying for somebody for breakthrough or peace or deliverance in a person's life. But God says, I don't just want to touch their life. The whole family. Not only the family. I'm going to do far more abundantly. Everybody that's linked to that family is going to get touched by what you are doing. Because God is energizing, working in you and through you. That's the Holy Spirit that wants to do that. Are you ready to take the assignment to go out and manifest a bit of heaven? To say, Holy Spirit, empower me. When He's going to empower you, He's going to do far more abundantly whatever you could think, whatever you could imagine, whatever you could dream. Because of the power working on the inside of you. Do you want to be a faithful servant of the Lord Jesus Christ? Ask the Holy Spirit to empower you. Do you want to be a faithful servant of the Lord Jesus Christ? Don't try and do it in your own strength. Ask the Holy Spirit to empower you. Do you have some people that you have to forgive that's offended you? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to forgive them as Christ has forgiven you. Do you want to help with Christian service? Is there something burning on the inside that you want to do for the kingdom of God before you start doing it? Ask the Holy Spirit to empower you for Christian service, that you don't do it in your own strength, because if you do it in your own strength, you might get discouraged. Do you want to plant a seed? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you, that that seed that you will plant will allow the fruit of your righteousness to increase. Not make you righteous, just cause the fruit of your righteousness to increase. When you do it in faith, in the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will affect it. Do you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to become more obedient to the Word of God, to become more obedient to God Himself. To have the power of God in your life, it's all about giving Jesus the rightful place in your heart. This Word has healing power has deliverance power, has sanctification power. When we allow the Word, Jesus Christ, to become an integral part of our lives by its very nature, it will start to change us. And when it's changed us, it, we will find ourselves walking with God, acting with God, planning with God. It's an awareness of God's righteousness that comes through the Holy Spirit working in us because of what Jesus has done on the cross that brings an awareness of God's power. Remember, righteousness produces miracles and releases power. This righteousness that I'm talking about is a gift from God to us. 
Siela. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.